Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey guys! Good morning! Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Donna and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson along with producer Holly Roberts for our one. Another gorgeous day in our in our neck of the woods, I guess. I can't say the entire state is perfect. A little hazy sunshine. Yeah, a little smoky fire thing. The those Canadian fires that smoke has really provided us with a how would I describe it? Beautiful like a, a Star Wars sun <laughs> at night. Oh, yeah. Like, it oh, looks like Tatooine. Yes, a very Tatooine oh. vibe to it. Looks beautiful. You can look right at it. It's a perfect circle, and the haze is there where you can just stare right into it. And it just it it has this cool vibe to it. Have you stared at the sun recently, Donna? I have not. You ought. I wonder if your trees are too big in your yard where you can't even see over it, like as the sun is setting in the west, and due west, and as the crow flies. I think we all were talking the same language here. But when it's coming down, it just looks beautiful. And oh, the other day, they were oh, like, look. oh, is that a blood moon? It's not a blood moon. It's the it's a really dramatic sunset that you can stare directly at because of those unfortunate Canadian wildfires. Got it. Wow, glass half, uh, half full, huh? Well, certainly for us, I mean... Minnesota's not on fire. I, I even I don't know much about these Canadian wildfires. Selfishly, we think about them more when it causes smoke in our sky. Sure. And it you yeah. know air quality was really bad last Friday. I believe it was. If you look down at your iPhone, it was really close to like a dangerous level. If you've noticed your eyes and your throat and your nose and mm-hmm. all that, smoke in the air will do that. But maybe that's what you would want in your nose as opposed to Jude Law and how he smells. Mm, yes, I heard this blind item yesterday. <laughs> so Jude Law apparently wore bespoke perfume to play Henry VIII. Say, this what is kind of perfume? Bespoke. Custom. Custom. Oh, Donna. I don't know that word. You do now. Bespoke. Yeah, like a bespoke suit you could get. You know, it's just it's just for you. Just it's a one of one of a kind. Ah. It's one of one. Pretty fun, huh? Yeah, I, f- I feel like I should have known that. After taking the SATs. You know, I don't know. If you were at the Fashion Institute of Design or whatever, maybe, but maybe not on your All right, so it's one. custom. Okay. Yeah, it's custom. And uh, apparently he's he's getting uh, great reviews for his performance in Firebrand, which is uh, premiered at the Cannes Film Festival, where they just give standing ovations all the time. But here's something interesting <laughs> that he said. And if you guys think I'm tough to work with, because what? I smell like cologne all the time? Things could be worse. I read several interesting accounts, Jude Law says. That you could smell Henry VIII three rooms away. But wait, where's the smell coming from? I'll tell you. He went on to say, his leg was rotting so badly. He hit it with rose oil. I thought it would have a great impact if I smelled awful. So a specialist perfumier 
was enlisted to make a custom brew. She makes wonderful sense, and she also makes awful sense, Jude Law said. She somehow came up with this extraordinary variety of blood, Mm. sweat, Mm -mm. and fecal matter. No, why? Just why? No, notes of uh, what am I getting notes of? Is that is that, poo? Is that oh what's the top oh, note? What's nasty? What's that base note? That's okay, also that, poo. I, okay, these <laughs> actors and this garbage. Like, but Speak think great. about it though. It's probably what it did smell like. Probably, although we 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 like to suggest here on the Don and Steve experience that for all of our actors, and we appreciate all of you for entertaining us. Don't act like you would want to do a movie with Daniel Day-Lewis. You'd be like, dude, we're trying to get to lunch. You don't actually limp. Get out of the damn wheelchair and get your potatoes because I'm next in line. Right. So if you've got, you know, at, because at the end of the day, while I appreciate this, there's a part of me that appreciates this. There's another part of me that thinks we are just playing pretend, everybody. It's all just dress up. Yes, it's playing house like you did when you were a kid. So you yes. don't actually have to smell. Like I see, I guess you would suggest that I could make a case that seven-year-olds are more capable actors than those who have gone to Juilliard and NYU and studied the arts. Because, let me tell you, if a seven-year-old said downstairs in the basement during playtime, <laughs> okay, pretend I smell like garbage, that child does not think that they need to go sit in our garbage can for an hour right. to pull this off. Immediately, everyone's like, oh, oh, no, right. Lila, get away. You know, in this uh, Jude Law, Henry VIII bespoke scent they could have Ooh. included such things as violet apples mallow flowers let's, do that. let's go back the, to the drawing board yeah because this according to the historic royal palaces those were some of the ingredients that were used to treat henry's leg ulcers so he just imagine henry the eighth just had <laughs> a leg everything was looking good donna you're hitting it off with him on uh you know royal bumble or yeah, whatever you swiped right <laughs> and then he gets there and he's like, there's just one more thing I need to tell you. And, and you're like, oh, I'll wait to see you, Henry. And then you tell everybody, I better go see Henry tonight. And then you get there and you look at what's left, the stump of his rotting flesh on his leg. And it's covered in oil. It looks wet, half from pus. They say there was a large pus component. Donna, if you want to get mad at me, you get mad at the Guardian for telling this story and Jude Law talking about it, okay? This is art. You know, I have a friend who is really into Henry VIII. Like, just the history. Oh, sure. Because, I mean, didn't he have a lot of wives? Didn't he kill one of them or decapitate one? or Several, yes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably because they were like, honey, get that leg taken care of. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And yeah, why like, didn't he cut his leg off? He didn't have to cut all their heads off. Right? Ugh. Well, he was the king. He needed both his legs. Wow. I just imagine Henry VIII, too, having a, having a glistening mouth after eating all that mutton. Oh. <laughs> and just kind of having it stuck in his beard a little bit. Is, is mutton a food? Is that yes. Like a, so, that's, that, so that's how we get the name mutton chops. Mutton. Yeah. Honey. Mutton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It comes from a, a lamb. Well, wow. you know, hmm. from that animal. Sheep. Wow. As, as it were. Yeah. I mean, apparently Henry VIII was really hot back in the day. Mm. Well, yeah, then he sure. fell off his horse and he got this leg ulcer thing and then it was just, you know. I bet glaucoma ran rampant back then, though. I bet anybody could have been hot back then. In closing, <laughs> in closing, I'll say this. The next time that I come in, just like Donna the other day, two days ago, you, you a day ago, you said, 
I don't like your cologne. It's clashing with my perfume. <laughs> I want you to be a little more grateful for how I smell. Sometimes it's because I've skipped a shower. Sure. Who hasn't sprayed bathroom spray on their body to do a quick fix? Which is Me. kind of... Everyone? Everyone Me. else? Anybody else? Henry VIII was essentially doing that. The, t- the time that I sprayed my junk... Because wow. I was just like, let me just do it. What do you, what should I say there? I don't know. I don't know. Nether region. Okay. Bait when I sprayed my, my, Bait, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my twig and berries. Baby. Jim and the okay. twins. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> she thought it, we just could have said junk. Anyway, that was very Henry VIII of me is my point. Because he was anointing rose oil on his leg to try to cover up a rotting appendage. Okay. Good morning, everybody. When we come back, well, it's a Wednesday. Nope, it's a Tuesday. It's so a here's Tuesday. what we'll do. We'll play the same name game at 1130 today, hour three, if you listen on the podcast. Uh, 1030, we're going to play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, all tied up, 55 to 55. We've got a good race there. Oh, and Donna's going to be telling us about a Rat Pack documentary that is coming out. We'll get details on that at 930. When we come back, sad news for Paris Hilton and, in a sense, shocking news about her dog. Mm. We'll bring all of that together when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey guys, it's Donna for Bradshaw and Bryant. And something to remember if you are ever injured in any type of accident. First and foremost, of course, get medical attention. Even if you don't think your injury is serious, because you know what? Sometimes you may not even realize you have an actionable case until weeks later. After you get medical attention, get a hold of a good personal injury attorney. Like Mike Bryant over at Bradshaw and Bryant. Mike would be happy to meet with you for a free consultation. And by the way, attorneys, they don't get paid unless there is an actual settlement. When you suffer a personal injury, you're, you know, you're in a vulnerable place. Your health is affected. Oftentimes, your ability to earn money is affected and your family is likely affected. So make sure you find someone who knows the law and will fight for your rights. Uh, As someone who's been injured in an accident as a kid, I know how important this is. Find Mike Bryant at Bradshaw and Bryant at MinnesotaPersonalInjury.com. Thanks for listening, you guys. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Guess you still feel the same. So Steve is following Paris Hilton's life, it seems. Well, it came at me last night. Went on People, people people.com, and saw the sad news that Paris Hilton's beloved dog had passed away. This was her little chihuahua, Harajuku Biatch, was her name. And and so that's sad, right? I mean, anytime you lose a furry friend, a member of the family, it's just really sad. She said, today my heart breaks as I say goodbye to my precious chihuahua. For an incredible, I'll get back to this, blank years, she filled my life with so much love, loyalty, and unforgettable moments. She said uh, that she lived a long, beautiful life, an iconic life, surrounded by love, until her final peaceful slumber. Words cannot express the immense pain that I'm feeling right now. And it was sad. And the side story of this was sort of the remarkable length of Harajuku Biatch's life, which was 23 years. The Chihuahua what? was 23 years old, Donna. Oh, my God. Which means she got Harajuku Biatch when she was 19, 
Paris Hilton now 42. Wow. That's so sad and bittersweet. It's bittersweet is what it is to have that much time with a pet. 23. I had a cat that lived to be 17, maybe just shy of 17 by a few weeks. But I thought that was a nice long life for an animal. Yeah. Oh, and these little dogs, I think they do live longer, but that's a really long life. 23 years. Wow, just imagine. Where were you 23 years ago? I mean, think of that. Just to to put it in your own perspective. Oh, boy. 23 years ago, I would have been 16 years old. And you're telling me I would have been a sophomore in high school and got my mom and dad give me a dog. And then the dog passes away yesterday. And I have four kids, have been married for 17 years. Holy peace. That's a huge That's a long loss. Time. Yeah. Huge loss. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Every day. Listen, I always say there is a, the, the heartbeat that wins the most consistent energy in the Patterson Home Award goes to Rex Aww. or Wheaton Terrier because he's just a very, he's just always like, hey, you're home. Let me lick you. Let me lick you. Let me sit next to you. Let me jump <laughs> well, on you. Yeah. It's like a party every time you walk in the door. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, like I could leave get you know just to go to the end of the driveway and get the mail and i yes. come back in and it's almost like another surprise party for me like woo yes it's you're amazing back. here she is <laughs> yes. oh like i was just here a minute ago you weirdo and you know based on just walking the dog in the neighborhood i there are some dogs that do get moody let me be clear but, yes yes that's um, true. this dog it's like there's never he's never moody never short never talks back just always yeah. Always. So when you think of this, the, you know, the unique bond that you get with uh, with a puppy after 43 or excuse me, 23 years. That's just a long time. Now and, we can speak briefly about Haru, Harajuku Biatch's name, if you want, as well. I want to provide time and a safe place for everyone with that. I, I wonder if she had a nickname for her. Well, of course, every pet has their official name and then they have like the the, boo-boo yes then they have at least two to three other nicknames and also a theme song i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Right. Well, it is true. And by the way, let's be clear. She took that dog everywhere. Yes. That dog was like always in her purse in or some bag. random bag. Yes. I don't know if it is... Um, if she does the nickname or not, because I will read you now the first line, and I will—I was kind of giving it a nickname. I'll read it as written by Paris Hilton. Today, my heart breaks as I say goodbye to my precious Chihuahua, Harajuku bitch. <laughs> you would think right there might be where you say the nickname, so maybe like Biatch. Like I bet AKA she called her the R-G. B word a lot, probably. I bet it was a lot of like, get over here, B. Hey B, get over. I bet I bet that dog was called B a lot. Now my grandmother, who showed dogs and owned and operated a kennel, she would. And as a kid, few things more exciting than your grandmother swearing. 
she would routinely, in casual conversation, say, well, yeah, and she's a bitch. Just talking about a dog. Right. What a what a rough and tumble lady to just casually call these female dogs B-words. And if you're like eight, your head's oh, about yeah. to fall off your oh, body. Yeah. Oh, you're like, yeah. Grandma just called that dog a B. <laughs> right, right. I mean, but that's what she is, and that's probably the fun of the name. Right? Oh, for Paris, you think? For Yeah, because the dog is a bitch. Literally. Yes. Sure. I just said son of a bitch the other night and used it very appropriately as we were talking about a, a female dog. Or a male dog, excuse me. Right. My, yeah. That comes from Male a, dog. Yeah. It makes it a son of a... Got, got it. it. See, got this it. is fun. Language, right? <laughs> words. What's the deal? What's, What's the, the deal, deal with that? You haven't, you haven't noticed that? Oh, my gosh. Hey, uh, in other celebrity news... Um, Drew Carey is the latest celeb doing something very cool for the people striking. Um, talking about the Writers Guild of America strikers. Uh, he's paying the bill for writers to eat at two restaurants in the L.A. area for the duration of the strike. Wow. He is footing the bill at two restaurants, Bob's Big Boy in Burbank. Oh, yeah. yeah that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. And Swingers Diner in L.A. All they have to do is show their Writers Guild of America card and the offer will last until the strike ends. But there's got to be a but. There is a but. It is dine-in only, but it does include the tip. Okay. He also I think he also bought um, Strikers. Uh, people on the picket line uh, lunch during the two, uh, 2007 to 2008 strike. So that's cool. That Hey, that's listen, great. that's a lot of people. That's a lot of money. That's what I'm saying. It's got to be capped. It's got to be like the first 50 people each day or something. I mean, Drew's doing well. I think he makes $10 million a year on prices, right? Right. But still. Still, that's a lot of, that a lot is of a lot of money, but very Good generous. Yes, for sure. Yeah. All right, we got to go. Hey, when we come back, Donna's got some news about a brat pack documentary. Yes. Hey, and then a, a good update about Jeff Bridges. We'll get into that when we come back. Donna and Steve on my talk. Donna here for Spire Credit Union. I got to tell you guys, a truly free checking account is not a thing of the past. Not at Spire anyway. And I, I am not kidding you. You can enjoy no monthly maintenance fees, free bill pay, e-statements, Aspire debit card, plus you can even manage your finances on the go if that's how you prefer. And Spire's signature Visa credit card, yes, it earns you rewards, which is cool, but it also gives back a quarter percent to the community with each purchase. How cool is that? Uh, Spire has 22 locations all over the place now, so you're likely to find one near you. They've been in the business of people helping people since 1934. I'm telling you, the staff is amazing. They're friendly, experienced. They're going to take care of you. They're going to make it super easy. I should mention they've been named Minnesota's Best Credit Union by Forbes and also the Star Tribune. You can visit MySpire.com to learn just how simple it is to open a free checking account. $100 minimum opening deposit required. Spire is insured by NCUA. Good morning. Welcome back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Um, Steve, do you know who the Brat Pack is? Oh, sure. You do? I'll name some of them. All right, hold on. Let me <clears throat> let me get my list here. Uh, I think I'm going to do pretty good here. Okay. I'm going to start with <clears throat> Judd Nelson. Yes. 
I'm going to shift over to Molly Ringwald for all of the redheads in our audience. You got it. I would like to now jump to Emilio Estevez. Sure. In addition to that, give me a... Is it Michael C. Hall or is it John... I'm gonna get. You're I would close. like to. I'm gonna go Jeopardy Hall. You're, you're, I'd like okay. to say Hall. We'll get Last it to name you. works with Jeopardy rules. We'll John, John, Jim. Is it a J? Nope, it's an Not A. Not a J. Okay, it's an A. The, 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 of course, it's an A. Silly, Alexander, Alex, Alexander C. Hall. <laughs> Anthony. Anthony Michael Hall. Hey! Yay! You did it. Yes. Uh, anybody else? Yep. Probably uh, Sally Field or something. Ra- Roger. Raj. Rob. Robert. Robert. Robba. Robin. Pretty boy. Rob. Low. Yep. Very good. Well, oh, you're oh how about it. Sean Penn? No. Nope. Is he considered a St. Elmo's? Eh, or the, 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 maybe the, adjacent, but yeah. The, the, the Whatever. He was high that one time and... How about Gordon Bombay? Gordon, I, I said Emilio. Emilio okay, Estevez. Good, good, good. Yeah. Uh, how about yeah, he's in there. Ali. 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 Ring. Ali. <laughs> hang on. Ali. <laughs> Schuster. Ali. <laughs> Schumer. This is fun. Ali. She. Sheedy. Yes. Yes. Very so, good. So to answer, yes, I know the Brat Pack. Uh, one are there more. more? How many of them are there? There's a guy that's pretty important that you didn't say because that's who this story is about. Oh, okay. Um, Michael. Andrew. Andrew Dice Clay. I'm walking <laughs> in. Look at these idiots over here. I'm Andrew Dice Clay. Andrew McCarthy. Never heard of him. Really? Sorry. Loved, had big crush on that guy. I would like a bonus point just to say John Hughes as the overseer of a lot of Brat Pack movies. That's fair. Okay. That's fair. Um, so there is a there was a mini reunion for St. Elmo's Fire, Joel Schumacher, um, over sure. the weekend. Andrew McCarthy, one of the stars of the film, which is from 1985, one of my favorite Brat Pack films how about rob Lowe with that like hangy earring and Playing his saxophone, saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway the 80s. um am i right there there was a photo of andrew mccarthy with demi moore he wrote a book and he wants to do a documentary on just being a part of the Brat Pack and all those movies and how much it was, how much adoration he has for that time in his life. So mm. there was a picture of him with Demi Moore, who, by the way, does not look much different. She looks amazing. And he had just, he basically captioned it. So great to see for the first time in years and years, my St. Elmo's uh, Fire co-star, The Wondrous Demi Moore and catch up for my Brat Pack documentary. He similarly shared another image of him with um, Emilio, mm. whom he'd also spoken with about all these Brat Pack films. And they had not seen each other in more than three decades. This is really interesting to me because I feel like in some ways, Hollywood, Los Angeles is a small town. And sure. if they're all living there, I don't know if they are, but it just seems like they would bump into each other every now and then, right? Yeah, you could think. Although, you know, when you're 
If you're in Malibu, you're in a different part of the world. If you're in Got Hollywood, it. different part of the world, you know? Yeah, crossing that freeway. Woof! Nobody wants to do that. Beverly Hills, a little different. Bel Air. Got it. Okay. Different. Got it. But anyway, so the Brat Pack is re, does refer to a select group of actors who appeared together in all these notable films of the 80s. Pretty in Pink, The Breakfast Club, uh, 16 Candles. Mm. You, you get the, the gist, all of those. And so he had written a memoir called Brat, an 80s story. And this is going to be the documentary version of that book. Nice. And he said it's a, a personal journey of discovery. Now, I don't know anything else. I don't know when he's planning on releasing it, when it's going to be done, anything like that. But also worth noting, the film came out in 1985, like I said. It was a hit at the box office, but it wasn't a great success with the critics. Ooh, it's a little long in the tooth. Rewatched it last summer. Really? Mm. It's a time capsule. Okay. Okay. And this is about a group of, you know, uh, Georgetown graduates who I I think the film starts off in the hospital because one of the kids, a couple of their friends were in an accident as the result of Billy's drunk driving. Mm -hmm. Wait, which Brat Pack one is this? This is St. Elmo's Fire. This is St. Elmo's Fire. Okay, as the title would suggest. You know which one I like too? Um, <laughs> about last night. That was another one that had a lot of these guys. Then there was a, a bunch of them were also in. This is a great film that I don't know how many people have seen it. It's called Flatliners. Did you ever see that, Holly? That is like a that's like a late one. Oh, that might that, be in the nineties. That's a nineties one. But but Keith or yeah, Sutherland is in that. Right. And, and Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Julia Roberts. Okay, so yeah. now we're getting into a new era of of actors and But there's a Venn diagram. Kevin Bacon was and she's having a baby. That's right. I know. With yes. Ali Sheedy. So right. it's, oh, it's all a little crossover yeah. hybrid. Yeah. So anyway, we'll uh, we'll keep you posted when we find out any more on that. I will make a confession. Okay. It likely won't be shocking. I think I've only seen one of the one of the Brat Pack movies. It was The Breakfast Club. Okay, that's to a my knowledge. I've, one. I've not seen Saint Elmo's Fire. I haven't seen Pretty in Pink. I haven't seen the uh, what's the one with Sean Penn Scorpio Man Fast or whatever. Times at Ridge yeah, Valley. what's his name of his guy? Scapoli. Uh, Scapoli. Whatever. Or Spicoli. 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 All right, so I haven't seen that one. Um, I, yeah, we're not even going to try to assign anything to you because you, nope. you don't follow through. Okay, uh-uh. no, I get it. Sorry. I dropped out. Sorry, guys. I was channeling my inner Sean Penn, all right? I am the Don and Steve's version of Scorpio or whatever. Spicoli. Okay. So <laughs> here's what I could do, though. My sister-in-law, April, Scooty's wife, if you're following along with our family at home, they're coming up from Florida, and they're going to be up here for a few weeks in June. One of her favorite movies is Pretty in Pink. Okay. I've never seen it. I'm not a fan of that one. But no, but that doesn't mean you wouldn't be. Well, I will. I could sit down and watch it with her. She once told me that when my hair is fluffy and there's no product in it and I have round circle uh, glasses on, she said I look like Ducky. So I had to look up who Ducky was. Was he in 16 Candles too? Uh, oh, that's another one. No. 
But Molly Ringwald was, yes. right? Okay. Yeah. That was, uh, Ducky was played by John Cryer, yeah? Yes. Okay. See? I'm getting there. All right. Doing great. Cool. Don't watch Fast Times at Ridgemont High with the kids, though. Okay. Thank yes. you, Donna. That one's a little mature. Yeah. That, that's the uh, Spicoli one. Yeah, yeah. and there's yeah. some well, drugs yeah, and yeah, There's some nudity, you know. And there's some... Some mature uns- themes. Yes, unsavory activity. Oh. Now this. All right. Jeff Bridges, this is great news, says that his tumor has shrunk to the size of a marble. Oh, wow. He survived non-Hodgkin lymphoma in a serious case of COVID-19 back in 2021, you might remember. He spent five months in the hospital. Just gave an update uh, regarding the current status of his health, talking to um, AARP. Donna, the the magazine people yeah, love I this AARP. Ma- yeah, yeah, you get it once you turn like forty. They're like, hey, oh yeah, just so they're you like, know. we're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like when they put school supplies out in late July and it right. says back to school. You're like, guys, could we just take Can a I break? Like, just chill out for a minute. Anyway, uh, he discovered a tumor while exercising. He said that at the beginning, it was a twelve inch by nine inch tumor in his body. He said <laughs> it was like a child in my body. It didn't hurt or anything. Oh it was just it was just in there. But that twelve by nine inch tumor has now shrunk to just the size of a marble after chemotherapy by infusion and oral chemo as well. Um he That's does say like he came close to dying back in January of twenty twenty one because he had bad COVID and this cancer diagnosis all at the same time. Yeah, but I mean had, that's a recipe for disaster, you know. So the oh fact that he survived that he said is my wife sort of a miracle. Yeah. My wife, Sue, was my absolute champion. She really fought to keep me off a ventilator. I didn't want to be on it, and the doctors didn't necessarily want that, but she was adamant about that. I'm not a doctor. I remember hearing um, anecdotal stories of the ventilators during the peak of COVID were so tricky because, A, they were many times these people's only hope, and for a lot of people, it felt like, once you get on a ventilator, you it was almost up, a yep. death sentence. You know, it's what is what you would hear people talking like. And so here you hear his wife like, you try everything, everything you have before wow. you put him on a ventilator. Wow. And uh, so he's glad that that happened. But now he's acting again. He's going to be yeah. uh, doing season two of The Old, the old Man. man. He, yes. He's so good in that. Oh, I just love it. Anyway, so he said, uh, it's such a great Jeff Bridges quote. You can read his quotes and hear his voice. He says, I'm so blessed to have this cast cast to get back to what invigorates you. It feels great, man. He's so Californian. I just love that guy. He uh, He's like an inspirational kind of person that I could deal with. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? If he's giving you some self-help advice, you're going to listen to Jeff yeah, Bridges. But yeah. she tunes me out. I don't have the Bridges vibe, I guess. I'm a little too He's clown boy. He's so chill and like, just, yeah, man. Just, but I'm howdy doody. I know. I'll come around someday, Steve. Don't worry. You won't, and I'm not. When we come back, we are going to see things and say things. I've got a, a an, an interesting and kind of terrifying story about orcas. And how they've been Mm. reacting to boats recently. I'll tell you what they're doing and why researchers think they're doing it when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. 
Hey friends, what's up? Stevie Boy for my buddies over at Origin Meals. Man, they got some delicious food, guys. I want to explain to you a little bit about how Origin Meals works. You've heard me talking about them. So if you go to OriginMeals.com, you can kind of kick around and quickly get what they're doing. They want you to save time and they want you to eat better. So when you set up your account, and don't forget, use the coupon code MYTALK. That's going to save you 30% off your first order. But then when you set up your account, you'll see when the meals are going to be coming to you, when delivery is scheduled. You can easily skip a week if you're going to be out of town on vacation or just don't need it. And then there's another drop down for you to pick your meals. And that will show you that week's individual meals that are on the menu. And then you can allow them to choose for you if you don't want to deal with it and you love everything they got. Or you can get specific and tailor it to you and your family's needs. These are really delicious meals. They are fresh, never frozen. I got to tell you, there's a legitimate feeling of excitement when I see Origin Meals at the door. It's like, let's go. You should really try it. OriginMeals.com. Use the coupon code MYTALK. Save 30%. Hello. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on MYTALK 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. We've got Holly Roberts with us for one more segment. Yay. And Steve's going to freak us out now. Here we go. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Before we start, I'll go around the horn and ask, on a scale of 1 to 10, how afraid are you of the ocean? Donna, we'll start with you. 8.5. 8.5. We'll mark that down. Okay. Holly, we'll shift over to you. 1 to 10. How afraid are you of the ocean? 3. Okay. Mm. Let me ask a follow-up more specifically. How afraid would you be if you were in said ocean, looked under with your nice goggles, and saw an orca, Shamu? Mm. 1 to 10. Are we in the water or on a boat? You're in it. Your legs are down there, and you look under with your goggles, and you see an orca. I would probably die of heart failure. We'll put you down for a 10. (laughs) Holly, you were at a 3 before. You look down, you see the orca. Yeah, also a 10 because I know I'd be a snack. Okay. Mm. I'm going to read you a story that I read actually yesterday in the Morning Brew newsletter. I tell you about them all the time, and I cite them when I'm telling you their story so that you don't think I'm as creative as they. It's a fun newsletter. Donna tried it for about a week and hated it. Earlier this month, they wrote, a group of three orcas began to ram a yacht off the coast of Spain, eventually piercing its rudder and causing it to sink. This was not an isolated incident. This was the third boat sunk by orcas on Europe's Iberian coast since 2020. So the orcas are the... Black ones? The killer whales. Killer whales. Okay. Shamu. Think Shamu. So are they actually, quote unquote, killer? Like they kill anything? Like Well, they certainly kill other fish. Seals? I think they're, they're a bit uh. more aggressive than a, say, sperm whale or a um, blue whale. They're, they're a more aggressive Okay, because some of them are playful. Sure. They also have very sharp teeth. Yeah. Okay. And if they see something and they haven't eaten and they see Holly's legs, they're going to be like, well, that looks 
delicious. Yeah, they're going to say something and they're going to be like, snack time! <laughs> well, this okay. third boat sunk appears to be part of a growing, coordinated effort by the killer whales to attack ships in the area. This according to live science. The question is why? In a surprising discovery, scientists think the behavior started with one orca and spread across the population. It's believed mm. that a female orca, and I'm not woman-shaming whales right now, okay. named White Gladys, experienced a critical moment of agony, such as perhaps getting tangled in illegal fishing gear, which turned her against boats. Because orcas are social creatures that imitate each other, other killer whales in the population started to copy White Gladys, and they started to ram into boats specifically to damage the rudder. Since 2020, when the orca attacks started to ramp up, the vast majority of their encounters with boats in the region have been harmless, uh, but still the increasing frequency of ramming attacks threatens the safety of sailors and the subpopulation of orcas off the Iberian coast, which are critically endangered. I have to listen. I mean, you know, the idea, though, of them learning behavior, one person has a bad encounter, they then change their behavior, orcas now social, start to imitate that behavior, doesn't it kind of feel like a science fiction movie? Yes, it feels far-fetched. It feels like, okay, so this chick over here is white, mad. White Gladys. White Gladys. That's her name? <laughs> I think so, yeah. I don't feel comfortable so saying it So she goes over to, like, Harry the whale and is like, hey. Get a lot of these guys over here with this fishing line that nearly killed me. Uh, tell everybody we need to make them the enemy. I knew you would pin this on the woman. I knew it. I could smell this miles away. I think, if I might say something, I think White Gladys had a moment of agony. And then she, out of her own instinct and in survival mode, was like, that's the thing that's trying to hurt me. Now me ram it. Harry, that dumb idiot, he saw it from a distance and said, Hey, George, look at what Gladys is up to. I don't think Gladys went over and was like, Hey, boys, here's what just happened. Now tell everyone. You're pinning that on Gladys. I think they were watching Gladys fight for her life, fight back. And then they thought, Well, if Gladys is doing it, then we ought to do it. And then monkey see, monkey do. Okay. Because I think it is like a really tight community. So, uh, I don't know. It just seems like... Have you been to any of their potlucks? <laughs> I just so learned close. a lot on my whale watching adventure last year. Whales are smart. I mean, have yeah. you seen Star Trek uh, The Voyage Home? Nope. <laughs> I could have stopped you at Star Trek, Holly, but continue. No, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Where the, uh, the fate of the world relies on humpback whales being able to communicate with aliens. Humpback. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you couldn't... Come up with humpback? Uh, no, I was trying to think of the humpback when There's, I was going through the other whales that oh. are, by nature, it seems less aggressive. Right, right. Okay, well, thanks for the warning. Just got to be careful out there. Yeah, as long as I'm on a big boat, I'm not too concerned. It's yeah, the I like smaller ones that. Yeah, yeah. If I you're like on it. a paddleboard and you're out oh. there, now you're talking. That's I, yep. 
Y'all ever watched Don't? I think I showed you this a oh, couple years I, ago. A, a couple years ago, it was just a few weeks ago. You showed me all the sharks. Well, that was a different drone. thing. Oh. The drone footage of all of the sharks on the shallow West Coast waters, right near surfboarders and paddleboarders, and they have no idea because they can't see it at the angle that they are in the water. But a few years ago, after I got back from Alaska where we went whale watching, I started looking up these whale videos, and there was this group of kayakers, and they say that the whales are actually generally pretty darn um, friendly and even playful with the kayakers. But I'll tell you what, man, this one whale came up right in the middle of these kayakers and then did its belly flop. You know, it did a full breach and then smacked down into the water, presumably just to play. But the problem is, it's like if you're playing around <laughs> with a thousand pound Brendan Fraser in the whale, that game of Twister could end badly. Yeah, right. it's like when and my, that's just nature. Yeah, my cat uh, played with my hamster brownie. Oh, that's exactly yes, right. Poor Brownie. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Poor Did the cat eat him or land on Probably him? Probably batted him, right? Yeah, yeah, just batted him around and stabbed him in the heart. <laughs> stabbed him? <laughs> just, just. You know, your typical game of puncturing a vital organ. Yeah. The thing is, it's like Brownie was laying on their back. Oh no! Oh. See, oh, Steve, what gosh. happens? It, it's it's like shaken baby syndrome because, you know, a hamster or a gerbil is so tiny, and that's what we're yeah. like to the humpback whales. Right? We're just yes. a gerbil. We could be brownie. We could be brownie. Be careful out there, everyone. Bye. <laughs> I like that you had brownie. I had a pudgy, pudgy the hamster. Oh, so cute and smoky. Oh, smoky. Oh. Little smoky. <laughs> They died from too much affection. Okay, we'll take <laughs> right, a break. Bye, Holly. uh, Holly's out. The Zamboni <laughs> Mikey comes in next. We've got a dirt alert and music news. Swifties speaking out.